Hey there, and welcome back into the Direct Selling Accelerator podcast. I'm your host, Sam Hind, and I'm really excited to be joining you from wherever you happen to be today to talk to you about three tips for being more organized in your business and getting more out of your day. to be really super honest and tell you that these tips come to you from somebody, I should say, who is not an organizational expert. And for that very reason, I think that this is the perfect message for me to be delivering to you. And here's why. Because I really think that sometimes it can be really super intimidating to have people who seem to have it all together coming to you to share all of these things that you should be doing better in your world. And although we want to learn from people who are great at doing what they do, I think there's also a level of connection and understanding that comes when you see that, do you know what? We are all amazing in our own way. Here's where I'm going with this. Our team and I sat down a couple of weeks ago and we were talking about our podcast episodes, our accelerated trainings, and what we were going to do in the coming weeks to be able to provide value to you, our amazing listeners. And one of the topics that came up was, how do you be more organized in your business so that you can get more out of your day? You know, a question that we get asked a lot, especially when it comes to social media, which of course is one of the biggest distractions of all. And let me tell you, there have been times I've caught myself scrolling through reels when I have got a to-do list that is so long, I don't even know what to do with it. So here's the thing. I sat down with the team and I looked at them and I was like, I am not the person to be delivering a training on being organized. You guys call me Taz Devil. You guys call me disorganized. At which point we all sat down and laughed and realized that that is the very reason that this is the perfect training for me to deliver and here's why. The thing is that we all attack things in a different way. We all bring different skills to the table. My skill is I love to come up with ideas. I love to explore opportunities. I love to meet and connect with new people. And if I were to enter every single day being a super organized personality, like some of the incredible members of my team, I wouldn't be able to bring that explore and the ideas and the opportunities to the table that I do. So one of the things that I just want to start off with here to say is that you are different to the next person. And when we set these standards for ourselves that we have to be more like this person over there, and can I tell you, I've done this for years where I've looked at other people that are so super organized in their day-to-day in their business. And I think I'm failing because I'm not like that. Only I've realized in recent times that I am exactly who I am and I'm great at the things I'm gifted at being great at because I'm not like that. And while I'm comparing myself to other people, I'm always going to fall short. So here's what I realized. When it comes to being organized, we all have different things that we can be better at. We've all got different ways that we can optimize ourselves to be operating at our at our absolute peak. But for me, it's different to how it is for you as it is different to how it is for the others in my team. Let me give you an example of this. We've got multiple people in our team that all bring incredible skills to the table, skills that help us to deliver all of the awesome content that we're able to give you every day and every week and every month that you can consume to help you grow in your direct selling business. But each of those people bring something different to the table. 
Rachel, who many of you know, she's been with us for nearly eight years and Rachel is super organized. She's that person who uh, has everything laid out in advance. I'm going to give you some tips that she's uh, given me today to share with you. But Then we've also got Greg, who likes everything to be so structured that sometimes he has to pause and stop himself because he knows that he's missing out on the opportunity and the next new thing because he wants everything to be done in a certain order. And then there's me, who moves 100 miles an hour and I often have to pull myself back and stop myself because I am a prime candidate for burnout for that very reason. And also, I burn out the people around me because others don't operate the same way that I do. But it doesn't mean that the way that I operate necessarily is bad. It just means I need to find new and clever ways of being the best version of myself that I can be. And my belief for this is that we are never, ever done growing, ever, in any area of our life. The moment that we stop growing, we don't belong here anymore. But the thing is that my growth is different to your growth. So, With all of that in mind, I want to share with you today three key tips from my perspective to being more organized in our businesses. Now, this is coming from the Taz Devil herself. So here is the disclaimer for this episode, and that is that in order to do these things, you need to adapt them for you because I want your incredible gifts to shine. I don't want you to step out and try and be more like me or Rachel or Greg or the next person. And as Rachel gave her tips that I'm going to share with you today, and Greg gave his, and I brought mine to the table, we all recognized that these were things that each of us uses to be the best version of ourselves we can be. And we all understood that there are more areas that we can grow and improve. So with that in mind, I'm going to share with you three key areas to help us be more organized in every part of our lives, not just our business. And these are things that I'm learning every single day. But I want to encourage you to adapt these to you in your way because you'll find things that maybe things I say today that you go, hey, you know what? Yes, that's definitely something I think I can use. I think it's going to help me. Or no, that thing that Sam just said there, that is not me and I'm not going to use that one. So I'm going to share with you from three different perspectives, some tips to be more organized and to get more out of your day. Most importantly, this comes down to self awareness. Okay. I want to be really clear about that because a lot of these lessons that I've learned and Rachel's learned and Greg's learned, and I'm sure that you've learned in your lifetime. And as you are growing your business is we're learning things about ourselves every day. And those are the very things we need to pay the most attention to. So the first tip I've got to help you to be more organized and get more out of your day is actually what you do from the moment you get up in the morning. And that is about your intentions. So I want to talk about setting intentions and starting your day right. Now, interestingly, all three of us brought to the table ideas that we wanted to share in this episode. And all three of us, our first thing on our list was how we start our day, our intentions. We all, however, had different ways of doing this. And this was what was really interesting. Each of us were aware that we needed to do this in a different way. So first of all, I'll share with you my way of doing this. I am uh, really learning the importance, and I feel like this is something I wish I'd learned many years ago, the importance of starting your day right from a mental perspective. So my body and moving my body, super important, yes, but where my mind is at, even more important. 
Uh, you might even have some tips that you want to share with this. So I really encourage you that wherever you're seeing this episode, put some comments in and share them with us. We'd love to hear from you and how you start your day. But I've had the privilege of meeting some incredible people on this podcast who have given us some amazing tips over the years to help in this space. One of the things that I found so super helpful has been doing daily priming. So when I get up, the very first thing that I do is I start off my day with a bit of quiet because let's face it, Taz Devil is what Greg calls me, like going a million miles an hour. You know, the cartoon character that's like this all of the time with the paper trail behind it. That's how Greg and the team see me. And to be perfectly honest, I think they're not all that far off, but that's okay. There's benefit to that. But it does it does um, also replicate what's going on in my head. And so during my day, it can be very, very hard for me to have quiet time. I'm not a good meditator. So having that, that quiet time can be difficult. But if I start my day off doing a little bit of quiet time, I actually benefit from it for the entire day. So what I found is guided meditations such as I love the Tony Robbins uh, morning priming exercise. It's a YouTube uh, video that you can listen to. It goes for only 10 minutes, completely free. And he goes through a process of a breathing technique. He goes through a process of gratitude, of reflection, and then of also looking at where you want to be. So setting that intention of where you're headed. And that for me is inspiring. It's motivating. It's quite um, emotional in a, in a joyful sense because it gets you really focusing on what you're grateful for. And there's also a, a fantastic breathing exercise in there as well that also also gets my blood pumping, which is so good. So that for me is one thing that's been really helpful to set my intentions right for the day. Greg, however, likes to go into some really quiet time. So he talks about uh, using prayer and, you know, it doesn't really matter what you believe in, what your religion is. There's all different ways you can incorporate that, whether it's meditation or quiet time. But for him, it's quiet prayer. Um, Rachel, however, and I'm going to read this to you because this is so cool. She actually has a morning ritual that she goes through to set her intentions for the day. And she calls it the magic morning reset. It's SAVERS, S-A-V-E-R-S. And this is what it stands for. You've got S is silence. So she spends those couple of minutes just to sit and reflect. Then affirmations. So she then uses those positive affirmations, which you can create your own. There's no rules here about what they are. Um, And she speaks those things into her, her life and herself, which I think is so powerful. V is for visualization. So uh, that manifestation I I just mentioned where I like to picture where I'm going, the goals I have, my mission, my vision, my legacy that I want to leave. But Rachel will look at just visualizing her day. So it's not about necessarily looking forever forward. I like to look really far forward. That's me. But Rachel likes to just visualize how she wants her day to go. That's really powerful too. The E stands for exercise. And this one's so important. Moving your body, really powerful. And I know some of you want to tune out right now because you're like, oh, no, exercise is not my thing. I hate that. I don't want to be reminded of it. But let me tell you, one of the best things you can ever do for yourself is move your body. But there's no rule around what that is. So you can get creative there. The R is for read. And I love this one too. She just spends a few minutes literally just reading a couple of paragraphs of, you know, a book that is going to help her learn something. She also says here, you can either read something motivational or something that brings you joy. It doesn't have to be necessarily about being something really intense. So that's a really great one. Then the very last one that she had was the S. 
and the S stands for scribe or journal. So I love that. And I love that that little magic morning reset, that savers, that can be done in just half an hour if you incorporate the exercise component of that, just 30 minutes a day, starting off your day like that. So setting your intention for the day is the first really important thing here. Now, the next tip I'm going to give you, again, can be adapted in whatever way you need to adapt it to you. But this one is important for everybody because it's a basic human need, and that is routine. Now, what's really interesting here is that routine, like I said, looks so different for so many people. So with this one, I know that, you know, think about your kids for a moment. You know, our kids, we all know that our kids need routine. And, you know, from the moment you have your kids and, you know, you you then go through that educational process through childcare and schools and you learn how to be a better parent, you hear this, you know, preached at you time and time again, kids need routine, kids need routine, give them routine. But what's really interesting is that we give our kids routine, but how many of us actually practice it ourselves? Now, I learned maybe a little bit too late in my parenting journey that the thing that our kids learn the most and the best is actually what they observe, not what we do or tell them to do. And my kids have observed me over the years not being so great at the routine side of things. So one of the things I had to do was, number one, be a little bit gentler on myself about that. And number two, put the time and effort and energy into looking after myself as much as I look after them, if not more, because they're looking at me and they're learning to treat themselves the way that they see me treating myself. So when it comes to being routine-based in our business and in our everyday life, again, that can look like lots of different things. So Rachel, again, she is super duper organized when it comes to routine. She loves to pre-plan her meals out days ahead. She pre-chops up her food so that when she gets home at night or she goes to cook dinner for the kids, she's already got the veggies chopped up. She just has to steam them. You know, lunches are done to the point where her kids love a good toasty. And so she pre-makes the toasties and has them waiting in her fridge. So all she has to do is when they get home from school, throw them in the toasty maker. So things like this that, you know, help you with that routine and it's preempting where you're going to be later on in the day or the week. Now, for me, I know that there are times when I can be super organized like that, but it's fairly rare and far between. We've got four beautiful kids. I've got a business that I'm running. We've got a team that we're working with and we're traveling a lot. So I'm mindful of where I'm at with that. So for me, routine looks like a few different things. For example, I know that if I don't have a healthy quality food available to me when I get hungry, then I'm going to go and grab something quick that's not going to serve my body. So I might go and get a a toasted sandwich or something sweet that's going to bring my energy level down, which means that when I do that, I know in advance, I know this, that I'm not going to perform at my peak. So the best thing that I can do for myself is preempt that that is likely to happen. So have food available. Now, I also know that I don't have tons of time to pre-prepare things. When I do, I absolutely do. But in those cases when I'm running out the door, I know that I need to have something ready. So what I love to do is get some healthy pre-cooked meals that I can shove in the freezer in my office. I have things like cans of tuna and some, you know, frozen steamed veggies that I can really quickly heat up and eat. You know, just even fruit, a fruit bowl floating around in the office so that when I get hungry and I want a snack, I'm not reaching for something filled with sugar or cakes that someone's brought in. I've got, you know, an apple or a banana or something sitting there I can get instead so that I performing at my best. 
All I'm doing by doing these things is preempting where I might be later on in the day or later on in the week. And I'm not preparing for having to be prepared in a sense. You know, if I um, say, look, you know, every weekend I'm going to pre-prepare all the lunches and the meals for the whole family for the week, I'd love to be that person. And from time to time I am, but I also know that life happens and my life is full on. It's intense. It's going a million miles an hour. And so if something comes up or there's an opportunity to, you know, go out and do something fun with our family or meet up with friends, I'm not going to put that off because I've got food planning to do for the week. So, and as these things come up a lot, I know I need to have backup plans available and ready for myself and my kids. So just having those sorts of things floating around, you know, good quality soups in the cupboards, things like that, that I can quickly grab that I know are going to energize me and Greg and the kids so that we're not eating junk all of the time. So there are a couple of little things from a routine perspective, but I also want to talk about work routine. Now, one of the things that we talked about as the team, as we were looking at, you know, putting this episode together was, you know, what do we each do in the, in our work day to have a good routine? And again, for each of us, that was so different. For Greg, he said it was about every afternoon he goes in and he looks at his calendar for the next day and he makes sure that anything he needs to do is locked into his calendar. Reminders as well, things like phone calls he has to make, you know, things that he has to get done, he locks them all into his calendar. Rachel, however, does block planning. So she will, um, or time blocking. So what she will do is work in 30 minute segments and she will work on only one task in those times. She puts her phone on do not disturb so that she's not distracted by that. She turns her email notifications off. She focuses on that one task. So for her, that might be, she's just doing email for the next 30 minutes. And then she'll take a little break and get a cup of tea or a drink. Then she'll work on just phone calls to members for 30 minutes and then something else for 30 minutes. And she's really strict about those time blocks. For me, although time blocking is something I've done before, and yes, it's really beneficial, you know, I am aware that I'm running from meeting to meeting to meeting. I could have 10 Zoom meetings or in-person meetings in a day. And for each one of those, I'm taking a ton of notes. And, uh, you know, in those notes, there's a heap of to-dos that come out. And my to-do list just grows and grows to the point where I become quite overwhelmed and stressed because that to-do list is getting so long and I don't have enough time to, sh- to, you know, tick things off as quickly as it's growing. Some of you know what I'm talking about right now. So for me, what I had to learn to do was create a funnel system. And this funnel system is something that I, I, I do every day. It's part of my planner. And I'll talk to you about this in a sec because we've actually incorporated this into some of our training that we do now. But this funnel system takes me away from this long list setup but it, and it moves it all across so that we're actually batching our to-dos into categories. There's only six categories and it all fits on just one A4 page. So the idea is that it's not overwhelming anymore. I don't have pages and pages of things I need to get done. But what I'm doing rather is prioritizing them in, in their correct order. And this changes the way that I'm doing things in my business. It also changes the overwhelm. It takes it away and it makes me feel like rather than having all of these balls being juggled in 
year and I might drop one, I know where they all are and it's okay. I've got a handle on it. This works really well for me, but it may or may not work really well for you. What I will say is that we've incorporated a lot of these systems into our new rise up inner circle. You may have heard me talk about this before, but this is our pinnacle of pinnacle trainings. This is something we've worked on for literally, this has been 20 years in the making, our rise up inner circle. And this is a group that we set up where we work with a group of direct sellers on a Monday and a Friday to help them be productive in their business. And we're actually working together as a group. Everyone's doing this together. So on a Monday, we're doing our connecting and prospecting and networking together as a group. Then on a Friday, we're doing a session where we're actually grabbing one task in our business uh, that's going to get us the most momentum right now, usually something that we've been putting off. And we do it together. And we support one another in that. But in that group, we've also created a new power planner called the Rise Up Power Planner. And this planner incorporates this funnel system. So it's something that we're working on together and everyone is setting up this new way of keeping tabs of all of their to-dos. And it's already been so incredibly helpful to everybody in there. So I can just tell you, this is something I've used for years and I know it works for lots of people. So if you're wanting to get rid of that whole long list thing and you want to work with a funnel system, that actually helps you categorize things so that you don't feel that sense of overwhelm all the time, this is a really great way to go about it. So that's a little bit with the routine from a work perspective. The one last thing I will say about work perspective is if you can find time at the end of your day each day to just get your head across what's happening the next day, that can save you so much heartache and stress and anxiety and fluffing around when you get into work the following day. I know because I've had to really get strict with myself on this one. So if at the end of each day, I just sit back for a moment and I think about how how can I set my day up tomorrow to be the most productive? So I look at my calendar. I get a sense of what's in my calendar so that I'm prepared mentally. I have a look at when I need to be up to be at that first meeting in a timely way so I'm not running. The other thing that I'll look at is simple stuff like, is my desk laid out accordingly? Is my water bottle refilled? Is there anything that I need to do to take care of tomorrow, Sam? And so just five, 10 minutes is all I need to worry about. Is there any follow-up? Is there anything that's been left open and not yet done? It doesn't mean I do it now. It means I just note it down in my funnel system to make sure that those things get taken care of tomorrow so that when I go home, I can rest and relax and I can walk in that door and be present with my family. Now, to be clear, this is a learning thing. This is something that we're always trying to be better at. Am I awesome at it right now? Heck no, but I will get better at it. And it's just a constant practice and a learning. Like I said, some people are, you know, organizational freaks. They're so good at this stuff. You know, they everything's pre-planned and ready and whatever else it is. Am I going to sit here and go, you know what, there's something wrong with me because I'm not like that? No, I'm going to be a little bit easier on myself because I bring different things to the table. I have a different personality and there's beauty in that too. So there's routine. Now, there is one other part to routine I want to mention very quickly, and this is probably the biggest learning that both Greg and I had maybe about seven years ago now, about a year into the business, we, Greg was doing this too, you know, in the corporate role that he was in, but 
At this point, I was getting into some really bad habits. I'd started my business. I was super passionate about what I was doing. And I just felt like I had all of this weight on my shoulders of things I needed to get done. And at this time, I was working from home, uh, something I rectified pretty quickly. And I'll tell you about that in a moment. But I used to sit down at my desk because, you know, you walk past your desk all the time, right? And I'd, I'd see something pop up on the screen or I'd think, oh, I've got to quickly do that. And I'd sit down at my desk. Before I knew it, it was 1, 2, 3 a.m. in the morning. I then would go to try and go to bed. And of course, I've just been in front of a computer screen or on my phone. My brain is buzzing and I just could not wind down. And I was doing this day after day after day. Eventually, I noticed that I would walk in the door at home and I felt this sinking feeling because because I've walked into work and I knew that I had all these things to do and I was exhausted. I wasn't present for Greg. I wasn't present for the kids. And to be honest, I was no longer present in my business either. I was really starting to burn out. And so one of the things that a really great friend of mine mentioned is we all know that sleep's important, right? What I didn't know is that we actually get our best sleep between the hours of 10 and 2. And I was like, that's crazy. I don't remember the last time I went to bed at 10. So Greg and I needed to set up some new habits. And this was for us one that we needed to set up. It might be different for you. But what we decided to do was make sure that no matter what, we're always uh, either close to or in bed by 10 p.m. So now we try and plan, you know, 9.30, we sort of shut things down and we go to bed. And I'll often read, uh, you know, for an hour or half an hour or 10 minutes just until my brain really starts to wind down a little bit. It's a good opportunity for me to be doing my learning at that point too because I can read, you know, one of my latest business books or a PD book. And sometimes I'll read something for pleasure as well. But the idea is that I'm going to bed and getting that quality sleep. The other thing for me, and this is all about that self-awareness thing and recognizing your patterns and behaviors, I realized that that sinking feeling I got when I walked into the house was not healthy. And I knew that I needed to consider my, my mode of operating which is that when I'm at work, I'm really at work. And when I'm at home, I'm really at home, but I needed that separation. Um, I didn't have a home where I could separate my office out. If you do, that's fantastic. But at that time, my office was in my living room. And so I decided that's it. I actually need an external office. So I did a little bit of researching and I actually found someone who had an office space with a spare room in it that was in town and I could, I could rent it for next to nothing every week. And I had, you know, people, around me. So I felt like I was back in a team office environment, even though I was not working with them. And I could go to a workspace. Now, if that's you, even if you don't have heaps of funds to work with, I guarantee that if you do a bit of research, you'll find someone who's got a little space somewhere that they would be happy to even lend you if you've got some friends. But maybe you can lease it for a really small amount. Most people are pretty happy to, you know, be using that spare space like that. So, you know, just get a little bit creative with how you can do these things. And don't let, you know, finances, if that's what it is, get in the way of you being the best version of you. Because guess what? When you're adapting to those things and when you're growing, you're going to increase your income as well. And that's exactly what happened for me. As soon as I had that separation, the business grew in leaps and bounds. So bedtime was really important. There was one more element to bedtime routine that was really important for me. 
And that was that when I was in bed, I noticed a habit that was forming and becoming really problematic. That was that every time I woke up through the night, you know, to get a drink or go to the toilet, or if I just woke for no apparent reason, I'd roll over and tap my phone. It's habit. And I'd just, you know, look at the time or whatever. But of course, then I'd see all my notifications. And, you know, I've time and time again, I found myself lying in bed worrying or doing things that I shouldn't have been doing or, you know, getting up and, um, you know, actually responding to emails that had me stressed out in the middle of the night. And none of this is helpful. So I had to, um, you know, step in uh, to deal with Sam. And the only way I could do that was to take the device away. So my phone now, and has done for about seven years, lives in a different room of the house at night. So at nine o'clock, I try and completely switch off from my phone. I prefer to do it earlier if I can, but again, that's habit forming. I'll get better at that. But I put my phone in a different room of the house on charge and I don't look at it from 9.30. That's it. It's gone, done, dusted, and I'm in bed. I don't hear the notifications. I don't hear the buzzing. I don't look at it. I don't have the blue light in bed. I'm switched off from my technology. We also don't have a TV in our bedroom for that same reason. So our TV is in the lounge. If we want to watch TV, that's where we go. If I'm in bed, it's quiet rest time. So we can read a book, we can talk, but we certainly don't have devices in our room. Again, that's what we had to do to have that healthy routine because we recognized that devices and technology were not helping us wind down and get that quality of sleep that we really needed. So that was number two, which is setting up those routines in all those areas. So from, you know, your routine at the beginning of the day through to the middle of the day. And then of course, you know, what you do to get good quality sleep and eat the right foods. Exercise, I'm not going to go into that one, but you know that that's part of your routine. So I'm just going to leave that one hanging in the air for you right now and just let you think about it. But the very last one I quickly want to talk to you about is expectation. And I've been kind of seeding this all the way through, but I want to be really clear that what you expect of yourself is actually more important than anything else. So I'm going to break this down into two things. The first thing is I really want to encourage you to focus on what you're amazing at. Really think about and be grateful for those incredible gifts that bring you to that you bring to the table, the things that make you unique. Because I am not like anybody else out there. And, and I've caught myself really beating myself up over the years about not being so great at this and not being, uh, you know, I'm typically, I'm one of those people who's often late. Now, I'm not suggesting that's a good thing. Absolutely not. But I also know that there are positives to that as well. You know, I'm fitting things into every minute of my day and I love that because I get to do more. (laughs) So no, I'm not condoning being late, but I could sit here and be really hard on myself all of the time or I could focus on what I'm really great at and, and really, you know, grow those things, be better at those things. But it's kind of like I remember hearing an analogy um, years ago where somebody said, you know, if you are teaching a child to ride a bike and, you know, there's a rock in front of them and you say to them, don't hit the rock, don't hit the rock, don't hit the rock. What are they going to do? They're going to hit the darn rock. Why? Because they're looking at it. But if you get them to focus on what's around the rock, you know, head over here, go over there, look at the tree, you know, don't, don't get them to hit the tree, but look at the trees over there or, you know, get them to focus on not the rock, they're going to move around the rock. And it's kind of like that in all areas of our life. If I'm constantly focused on, I'm always late, I'm always late, I'm always late, what do I become? I'm always late. So, you know, back to what Rachel said with, with her list of um, tips, you know, she talked about affirmations, you know, 
positive affirmations. And I really want to encourage you in this to really focus on those areas that you're great at or you know you can be better at and speak to yourself in a way that you would want others to speak to you. I think that we are really awful to ourselves sometimes and that language we use is so, so important. So managing your expectations is huge. Also make room for the unknown. This is such a big thing. You know, when we talk about being organized, we sort of assume that, you know, everything is planned out. And that's not how life works. You know, I had a situation yesterday where I had a family member that really needed some help. I also was, it was my first day back at work and I had been, you know, running around speaking at conferences interstate for two weeks. It was my first day back. I was so behind, I had so much to do and I was really feeling stressed and I was starting to rip myself to shreds internally, telling myself I should have been more on top of this. I should have been more on top of that. I should be available for my family. And Anyway, I ended up dropping everything to help this family member. We ended up with five kids running around the house and, you know, in my head I was really starting to stress out. And at one point I realised, hang on, whoa, you know, I don't need to be stressing out about this right now. I am exactly where I'm meant to be, doing exactly what I should be doing. And why not be kinder to myself about that? Why not make room for the unknown? Why not just be grateful for what this moment brings? And no, I can't control life, but what I can control is my attitude in the moment. And so I stopped for a little sec and I thought, this is so great. I have the ability because I have my own business to help my family. I have the ability to hang out with the kids while I'm getting a few things done. Plus, you know, I get to sit here for a moment and be so grateful that I have this incredibly fam- incredible family around me in the first place. So, you know, the way that we respond to those things that we can't control is, and again, I'm speaking to myself as much as you because this is a daily learning exercise, right? But the way that we respond is so important. And uh, I just want to really encourage you in that. You can't control everything that happens around you, but you can control how you respond to that. So there were the three tips there. I'm just going to go back. So the first one is setting your intentions. So what's your intention for the day, week, month, year? And all of those are important to do, but start your day with intention. You know, make sure that you're hydrating, you're looking after yourself, you've got your mind and your body right as you go into your day. The second one is having routine and that's routine around your personal life, your health, your business, your sleep, what you're eating, all of those things and do it at a level that works for you. Find different ways that work for you. Always be curious because you are going to learn from incredible people around you and I'm always really fascinated and love the fact that I've got such clever people in my world that come up with really clever ways to have better routines that work for them. And I grab pieces here, there, and everywhere. So I really encourage you to do the same. Don't compare, don't stress because you're not more like that. Just learn from them and take the things that work for you. And the last one again was expectations. Just be kinder to yourself. Remember, you bring unbelievable gifts to the table that the world is waiting for. So don't be hard on yourself because of what you're not. Be so positive about what you are because you are amazing. And you know what? You're not meant to be like anybody else out there. So how to be more organized? It's really, really simple. You got to do what works for you. 
and always be learning, always be adapting, always be curious and be kind to yourself. So that's it from me today. Taz Devil herself signing on out. I hope that you've got a few things from this episode and you found this a little bit helpful today. But again, this is coming from someone who is a bun in the oven just like you. I am learning every single day, just like you are. And I'm just sharing my learnings up to today. And I'm sure that if I come back and do this episode in a year, I'll bring a whole load of new stuff to the table. And I'll probably tell you that that Sam a year ago, the one that's sitting here right now, had no idea of the cool stuff that was awaiting her, awaiting for her to learn this year. So watch this space. I'm sure we'll repeat this episode down the track. But for right now, that's it from me. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. So thank you again so much for tuning in. And by the way, if you would like to know more about becoming a Rise Up Inner Circle member and joining me and the rest of our incredible Inner Circle family on Mondays and Fridays to grow you and your business, we would absolutely love to invite you on in. We'll share a link in the comments or in the show notes with this episode so you can find out a little bit more. But let me tell you that Rise Up is already changing the lives of so many people, including myself. It is such a powerful community. We're working on treating our businesses like businesses, but doing it together in a group, supporting one another. So that's it from me today. Have an amazing week and I look forward to seeing you on the podcast again next week. Bye for now. If you love this video and you would love more help to improve your direct selling business on social media, then click on the link to join our Facebook group. I look forward to seeing you in there.